This paid podcast is produced by Slate Studios in partnership with Dairy Pure. What does being brave mean to you? Being brave is if you have a fear, you would conquer it. Or if, um, if there's a barrier, you, you cross it. Being brave means like um, doing something if, if you, even if it's like scary for you and you don't really want to do it. You are you do it anyways. That's what that's what brave means to me. Uh, you have to do whatever you think is right. So like, if you think something's wrong, you don't care if somebody thinks the other thing. You just do it. We project our fears onto our children, and I have to I have to remind myself that he's his own person. Um, that's been the most difficult thing I've had to do as a parent so far. From Slate Studios and Dairy Pure, this is How to Raise a Parent, a podcast all about the surprising life skills our children can teach us. I'm Mallory Kasdan. On this show, we're finding a way to shed the self-conscious skin we acquire as grown-ups. If she can do this, and she's showing me that she can take that next step, then I can too. And learn from the pure, unadulterated moments our kids experience. Ultimately, they're now reminding us that friendships are basic and pure and should form around a common interest and grow through trust. I talk to real parents who want to embrace the innocence of childhood. They're ready to ditch their grown-up baggage on the journey to being braver, more creative, and more compassionate. And we'll get concrete answers about just how to do it from a team of experts. Children are very good at getting joy out of things. And if you can just kind of be in the moment and go for it, that might make it easier. Pure, honest, unadulterated. Welcome to How to Raise a Parent. On today's show, we're tackling bravery. What are the ways children are teaching their parents to be fearless? So, I have an almost 13-year-old and a 9-year-old. And when my daughter was 8, we decided to try this flying trapeze thing together. We were working on a catch, which is when you swing out from a very high platform on a bar with your hands, you flip to your knees to hang upside down from the bar, and catch arms and swing with another acrobat hanging by her knees on another trapeze bar. It's like major, circus stuff. My daughter went first, climbing up the rope ladder in her sparkly black leotard with no hesitation. I watched her stand on the narrow platform with the instructor who literally held her up until she got the signal from the acrobat, and then she let go of her, and my daughter took off swinging. After a whole afternoon practicing these parts over and over again, Zoe made the catch, and I did too. Even though these moments can be nerve-wracking and full of tears, resilience and confidence nearly always come out on the other side. So where does that pure, hardwired bravery go as we age, and how can we reclaim it? For a long time, I realized that I kind of had lost sight of who I was, and uh, that was a really scary feeling. And when I had my daughter, I realized that I was hesitant to make decisions and um, worried all the time. That's Corey Wheeland. I am a professional marketer, a graphic designer, author of Blessed Beautiful Now, a book I just released earlier this year, and most importantly, mom to my seven-year-old daughter, Zoe. 
Corey told me about the day a few years ago when she began to find courage. She was at the park with her daughter, who was a toddler at the time. So there I was. I was going through a lot of hard times in my life, and I had taken Zoe to the playground, and she begged me to go across the monkey bars. And those were one of those things that I always thought, oh my gosh, you know, she's going to fall and break her arm. And that scares me to no end. But I picked her up and I didn't think that she would be able to even take one step to get to that next bar. And she did it. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is the point where if she can do this and she's showing me that she can take that next step, then I can too. I need, to, I need to start making these changes and I need to start taking these risks. And at that moment, I knew those things needed to be done. What were you afraid of that you felt that was something you had lost um, touch with? For a long time, I, I realized that I kind of had lost sight of who I was And uh, that was a really scary feeling. And when I had my daughter, I realized that so many things I was hesitant to do. I was hesitant to make decisions and um, worried all the time. And I I was scared to just take any chances. And so um, that that was a challenging feeling. And realizing that I needed to change the way I was because otherwise I was going to pass that down to her and I didn't want that to happen. There's something about the purity of childhood that allows you to be naturally brave, right? Correct. What changes came about for you once you reclaimed bravery or once you started to be brave? So once I started to be brave, everything started falling back into place for me. Uh, I had been going through some very stressful situations in my life and uh, it was preventing me from really moving forward in a way that would really make my life better. And once I started remembering how to start taking those chances again and realizing that taking risks didn't have to be a scary thing, it could be a really hopeful thing, uh, I started making some changes. I got a new job. I decided I wanted to start writing. I had always had a dream of writing a book. And so I finally started a blog and turned that blog into a book and made that dream come true. And had I not lost that and found it again, I don't know if those things would ever had happened. And I'm, I'm really glad that I finally decided to take that leap. And so how did you actually make that commitment? Because that's that's a tough thing to do in terms of, uh, you know, the moment where you decide I'm going to write every day or I'm going to, what was your, what was yes. your method? Like, what did you, how did you do it? Yeah. So it's very challenging sometimes for me to find time. Um, I am a single mom to Zoe and I work full time and I have a lot of demands on me. And so Every single morning, I made myself get up at 4.45 before she was awake, and I would open up my computer and write. And I did a blog series that I wrote once a week, um, about 2,000-word essays, and I did that for an entire year. And 
it was such a huge time commitment, but it was life-changing for me because it was the thing that made me come back to life. And for anybody who wants to do something like that, I think that if you just make sure that you are dedicated to your dreams, you can make sure that they come true. And have a plan, right? I mean, it's something specific to know that, I mean, it's not easy, right? But sometimes making the plan can really help put the plan into place. Correct. Other things come up. There are other demands on your day. You get tired. You want to go to bed. You want to watch that movie. But I'm... It was something that was so important to me and I made it a priority. And even though I had this little girl to take care of, it was really important that she saw me working on that too, because I think it's setting a really good example for her, for what she wants to do in her life. I agree. So what other kinds of advice would you give to parents looking to be more brave in their life? You know, I think that like we've said, the older you get, it's really hard to to make a change, even if that change would ultimately make you happier, regardless of what it is. I can say having done it, coming out on the other side, while some things might be a little different in how the picture of my life is, I'm exponentially happier because I decided to start saying yes to myself and to all of the opportunities that there are for me in this life. So now that Zoe's a little bit older, what kinds of bravery is she displaying? And how is that shifting your mindset in deeper? How is that changing how you are bravery-wise? Sure. One of the things that I have always struggled with a little bit is that I'm I'm a pretty shy person. I'm very introverted and I kind of like to keep to myself. I like to, you know, sit and write or read a book and uh, I don't put myself out there very often. But this past year, uh, I've watched Zoe blossom because she also has a tendency to be a little bit shy, but she was in her Girl Scout troop this year. She's a brownie and she was the top seller for her Girl Scout cookies in her troop. And she managed to sell over a thousand boxes of cookies and watching her sell those cookies like a little entrepreneur, putting herself out there, not being afraid to go up and talk about what she was doing and talk about what the troop was going to be doing with the money they earned. And just watching her blossom into this little person with that type of fearless, I'm going to tell these people, who I am and what I'm doing and I'm going to own own all of myself and it was just really amazing to watch that and remember that sometimes these little things we do really make a huge difference and I think it showed her that you know sometimes stepping outside your comfort zone really has some wonderful rewards in the end oh yeah definitely that's so wonderful what a little hustler go zoe Yeah, she is. (laughs) I love it when I see that in Zoe. And then I think to myself, I want to be just like her. Like she's setting this example for me every single day where she's teaching me how to be a better person. That's so sweet. I love that. Well, I'd like to know a little bit more about the gymnast in you. (laughs) Because my sister was also a gymnast. And I know how 
much that shapes a young life, like not just the actual physical part, but sort of all of the competition and the, um, you know, the the teamwork and the camaraderie, but also the individual stress that you have to put on yourself to to to, mm-hmm. to really to win. And and I wonder if you have gotten back to any of the positive parts of that. Um, that when you from when you were younger that you liked about it, if you found that anywhere else in your life, and if you've been sort of motivated to look look for that somewhere else in your life, I was a gymnast for about ten years, and I loved it. I I loved the competition part of it, but I also loved that it was an individual sport, and so much of my success was up to me, and how much effort I put into it directly correlated with what I got out of it and how successful I was and how many ribbons I got and how many medals I got. And if I got to stand on the top of that uh, podium at the end of that meet, or if I was not even up there. And so it got to a point where I needed to stop doing it. Uh, I got, I just was old and I had other activities that I wanted to be involved with. And we moved a lot when I was growing up. And so those transitions were kind of hard. So I kind of stopped doing it. But I think being in that sport as a child really showed me what having drive can do for you. And as an adult, I I remember what that felt like. And I'm a very driven person. I want to be successful in every single thing I do. And I really struggle when I'm a place in my life when I don't feel like I'm making progress. And when I reflect back at those years of being a gymnast, I'm reminded that hard work, even though it's hard, really can get you somewhere. And even if I'm no longer standing on a physical podium, feeling like I have gotten that trophy, I can still do things in my life that make me feel like I am a success, regardless of if someone's handing me that medal or not. That's lovely. What is your next sort of goal? Like what's your next, what's next on the bravery agenda? What do you want to do now? That is a really good question. I would love to write another book. um, And I'd actually love to write a children's book, which has also been one of my dreams since I was little as well. And of course, I've told Zoe this little dream of mine, and she has decided she would like to illustrate the book. So perhaps our brave goals can be a a collective effort. A collab. I think that's great. A lot of times, I think, with this stuff, I think you just have to do it, right? You kind of just have to start. Yep. And you've done that, clearly. So, you know, I think that's also really great example, um, just to keep pushing. It's like I wrote in one of my blog posts, when you don't know where to start, you just have to begin. You just got to do something. Thanks so much for joining me today, Corey. It was great to talk to you. It was great to talk to you too. Thanks for having me. Coming up, we'll hear from a psychology professor whose research focuses on bravery and courage. Reclaiming a sense of childlike joy might help you see that some things are worth risking that some goals are worth taking a risk for. Dr. Cindy Purry is next on How to Raise a Parent. Stay with us. How to Raise a Parent is sponsored by Dairy Pure. Dairy Pure believes the world would be a better place if we reconnected with what's pure and innocent in ourselves and each other. 
And that's really what this podcast is about, shifting our perspectives as parents so we can learn from the moments of purity we see in our kids. It's gotten me thinking back to my own childhood. So much has changed since then, but I remember feeling the same joy and connection to my friends that my daughter Zoe has with hers. We just FaceTime for like 16 hours straight. So you see each other and you talk at the same time. Yeah, and it's more fun that way. So Zoe, when I was your age, talking on the phone was really important to me and my friends too, but we didn't have smartphones, we only had landlines. We had these phones, that was it, in your house. They had really long cords so you could like go through the house and you had to be creative if you wanted privacy because you didn't have phones in every room in the house. So I would be in the closet sometimes. The cord would be like throughout the whole house. It was super long. Can you imagine like if our family only had one phone in the kitchen and everyone had to share it? You guys, you don't want to hear all of my phone conversations. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's very true. So we kind of just like do whatever we feel like. And sometimes like I FaceTime with my friends like before like a big day or whatever like I was FaceTiming with my friend before the seventh grade barbecue because like I want to know what to wear like stuff like that. Seeing how much fun you have talking and sharing things with your friends inspires me to stay in better touch with my own friends. We may not spend hours talking on our landlines anymore but a text chain can be a lifesaver with a group of old friends. Sharing childhood stories with my kids is one of the ways my family creates special moments of pure joy and connection. For more stories like these and more episodes of How to Raise a Parent, head to slate.com slash how to raise a parent. Now, back to the show. Before the break, as we heard in Corey's story, cultivating fearlessness as an adult is not easy, especially when we start thinking about all the ways that things can go wrong. That's why I wanted to talk to Dr. Cynthia Purry, Dr. Purry is a professor of psychology at Clemson University. Some of her research includes studying courage and how we can build up our bravery. Dr. Purry, welcome to How to Raise a Parent. Thank you so much. So in your research, when it comes to bravery, what are the most striking contrasts between adults and children? In our research, one of our primary techniques is just simply asking people to describe a time that they acted courageously. And we find, in line with previous research that was done by Chris Rate and others um, at Yale, we find that actions that are courageous are actions that are taken intentionally, despite risk, and for some good or noble purpose. And the big scale difference that we see between adults and adults and children, between younger adults and older adults, between people from different cultures, is really not based on the risk or the goodness of the action or how intentional it was, but rather it's based instead on what counts as a good action or what sort of situation that you're in. So you would say that based on your research, one like concrete tip that adults and parents can do to up our courage game would be paying attention to each other's specific needs? or Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Paying attention to specific needs. I often, I often get asked, and, and there's, um, there's kind of a call for research to find, like, quote-unquote, courageous people. And I think that is going to be tough to find because there's a lot of research that shows that people have uh, different sorts of fears and they have different sorts of things that they find risky. So let me ask you this. 
part of being an adult is becoming literally adulterated. How do we get past that and go back to that pure feeling of bravery we had as a kid? Things that people are afraid of sort of wax and wane over time. Um, so fears of animals are much more common in very, very young people. Fears of strangers are much more common in young people, like little kids, and they kind of decline over time, whereas fears of physical dangers uh, can increase over time, especially in elderly people. So, And it's not clear whether some of that is that there is more risk. I mean, there legitimately is more risk mm -hmm. to a small child from a stranger than there is to an adult, and there legitimately is more of a risk of physical injury to elderly people than to younger adults and to kids. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's probably going to be in the specifics. Uh, yeah, I I wonder if some of it is, you know, like reclaiming a sense of childlike joy might help you see that some things are worth risking. Um, so that that sometimes it's. Uh, that some goals are worth taking a risk for. Uh, if you kind of lose your sense of childlike enjoyment of some stuff, going and doing it again might help you rekindle that. And why do you think it is that as adults we have such a hard time being fearless? There, there actually should be a fair amount of individual difference there in terms of being fearless or not. And I, I think what what people mean by fearless in the context of bravery is that they're not letting fear stop them rather than that they're not experiencing fear. So some super cool research has just come out from Northwestern University from Amanda Kramer and Rick Zimbarg, and they have found that asking people to reflect on a time that they were brave in a situation and handled it courageously helps them want to be more willing to face that situation again. We're just now starting to see actual research, scientific research, on things people can do to be more courageous. Wow, that's fascinating. Thank you so much, Dr. Cynthia Puri. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And that's it for today's show next time on How to Raise a Parent. Grown-ups figure out how to tap into the effortless imagination of childhood. I think that you can learn a lot from kids. The way they think, the way they draw, the way they explore their own ideas. They don't know how they're being creative, right? It's magic to them. They're just being themselves in every way. That's next time on How to Raise a Parent from Dairy Pure. I'm Mallory Kasdan. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.